Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. And I wanted to give you the, the formal introduction you deserve to... Uh, um as well and then we can jump back into 2009 and 10s uh i got some good lead-ins for that uh so uh you know richard like uh you just heard richard say uh you know ingham county normal um he's been a technical uh consultant and you know has a great career besides marijuana not everyone everyone knows richard for marijuana but currently he's the legislative aide and the cannabis expert for state rep cynthia johnson which is is awesome having Richard in, in the halls of uh, in Lansing pushing cannabis and you know after so many years of yelling free the weed and let weed them ring in the halls of cannabis. <laughs> Back in, yes. and it's it's so we're excited about that. But I I remember Richard the first time I ever became aware of you is uh um I was one of the first patient caregivers 09 and I was just eating up any information I could get and I saw. You and the pitcher at Third Coast uh, opening, you know, helping the the big big bud opening uh, the first dispensary, and uh, that oh, was yeah. I was like, all right. Oh, and yeah. then uh, you know, I started being heavily involved in um, in the Lansing stuff, and I remember at the Lansing City Council uh, meetings in the back, uh, you'd sit there and say, like, "I'm Richard Clement from Ian County Normal," and I think, "Oh, we support this," and "Oh, marijuana and should be legal," and start yelling, and Carol would go, "All right, Richard," and <laughs> so <laughs> it was. It was awesome, but then, Ooh, but I, I really remember the time, and uh, you know, uh, we talked about it. As uh, you know, um, we were we were as Capital City caregivers. We were uh, we would rent buses and go protest in Oakland County for Nick Agros and you know all the different cases that were going on, and we and we, we had one ready to go. Um, it was the day after the election um, of 2010. And I call Richard. I'm like, Richard, where are you at? And he's like, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. And it was because Bill Shooty had just won the election. And uh, Richard, I've never never seen you so depressed since or and uh, before. But you, I, I talked you into getting on the bus. And we went down and protested in Ferndale, Mike Bouchard. And uh, Thank but you. Uh, you were right. You knew what was coming with Bill Shooty. But I had a, before anyway. I mean, uh, you were. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you could barely sit up, so I'll, I'll never forget that. And uh, But Ooh, look, you know, uh, all these years later, we made it. So, you know, uh, you're a good, yes, big influence did. on yes, me working in Lansing. I remember, always remember you and Greg Stark, uh, a good good friend uh, that was yeah. always in Lansing and always doing the work ahead of us, and that was uh, fun, fun to get you to know that way. But besides that, you were just talking into 2010. Why don't you uh, kind of go into there because you've been here uh, every step of the way. Well, it's it's uh, in within the state of Michigan. Uh, it's, well, it's been but since '99. But I've been an activist since '75, uh, 1975 when I went to school in Alabama. And I started off in IT, and I went from IT to weed because I think that's is the more it's more of the I would say nonviolent social change that everybody talks about. So around 1999, I started getting more active in front of like Lansing City Council and actually ran as a write-in candidate for state Senate seat number District 23. And guess who was running? It was Gretchen Whitmer and she beat me handily, but that uh, we did get our issue across. Um, 
in 2001, I was part of the uh, the uh, MRA, not the MRA, the PRA. The um, they call that the uh, Personal Responsibility Act, and that was taken off until uh, 9/11 happened, and that was around the same time that Rainbow Farms kicked in. So from between 2000 uh, and 2007, I was doing activist work and. Uh, what really set it off, I remember I becoming a Michigan, joining Michigan Normal, but in 2007, I met my fate on the highway and uh, spent, you know, got, got stopped for pot and bath. Some of it was my fault, but I ended up in Clinton County Jail and going in front to, going in front of a judge. And um, with the help of Matt Abel and everything, 2007 I swore if I was in that when I was in that holding cell if I ever got out of here I'm gonna make this shit legal and uh, the judge we ended up pleading it down to disorderly conduct but that same day uh, the people from the MPP were doing the cannabis drive doing the drive to uh, get it on the 2008 ballot so in 2007 I personally collected 4192 signatures to get this shit on the ballot and uh, with a collaborative group of us, uh, we finally got all our signatures approved. And uh, 2008, you know, been pushing, like I said, we got it legal. Yeah, 2010, you know, that uh, Shooty got elected and the whole, I mean, the whole thing just turned out against Republican and all pot haters. And everybody was talking to talk about getting rid of Bill Shooty, getting rid of Bill Shooty. We're going to need big lawyers. We need all this shit going on. I said, no. It's time to walk the walk. So I ended up doing the research and developing a petition to recall Bill Shooty. And um, I went up to mid, I, I was driving up from Lansing to Midland. And at the second time, they were paying me, no, no, well, I'll do your recall petition. I said, no, I'll do it myself. And um, the third time, the, the, the language got approved. And, and uh, from what I got, Internally, he was not a happy camper about that, you know. I mean, he put a lot of work. He sent like three big time $400 an hour lawyers to stop me and they lost. So, uh, <laughs> and, and then like, at the same time, we was up there at the Capitol. Um, I guess my work in normal was to foster legislation and create an awareness in the Lansing area. And Ryan, I always want to thank you in 2010 Almost, you saved my life little. I was super. I mean, the day before the election, gang, we were calling Bill Shooty and uh, Rick Snyder no. every name you could think of. We we chased his bus down in, in Ann Arbor, and we were waiting for him. There's a whole about 30 of us saying, no duty on Shooty, you know? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, for 2010 on, um, been in the forefront of uh, trying to actually save the marijuana laws. And um, 2013, I was helping a, a, a former state representative and elected city councilman, George Cushenberry, in the Detroit area. And I was on his staff for four years as his uh, cannabis expert. Uh, we were a, a effective, we were the only vote in favor of uh, Detroit cannabis. And they basically beat the hell out of us up there and actually schemed up to get rid of us, which they did. But, you no, know, when you lose the battle, but you won the war in the end. 
in the end. And I would like to say Ryan and all you guys. And, you know, now we're in a big uh, hyper type thing where the corporate people are coming in and um, trying to run the little people out with the caregiver rules and stuff like that. But uh, 2010 on. And then, like I said, I worked, I worked there and. Now, I guess Rep. Johnson's been a, a, a big 420 uh, cannabis supporter, yep. and she hired me on staff the first of the year, right in the middle of a pandemic. And I've been her cannabis expert for it. And what my accomplished, what one proud thing I've done, I was able to organize the first Michigan Legislative Cannabis Caucus, and that's a group of nine legislators now. And, we, and uh, we're, we're, what we're doing now is tracking all the anything cannabis related. If it's pro or con, let the people know. I want to be the front end to the voice for the movement to the caucus. Uh, we have people like Senator Irwin and Marshall Bullock, uh, Senator Bullock and a couple of reps, uh, Rep Sarah Anthony and Julie Brixie. Cool. They're all part of the caucus. So really, that caucus really needs to hear from you. And basically, they're like a catalyst for even getting bills introduced to get what you want. Okay. So, um, they meet the fourth Friday of every month. And right now, we have the email list of all of them. But what we would like to have is some Republicans. We know Republicans get, they like, you know, weed is bipartisan. Mm -hmm. And right now, we got all Democrats. But we would have had Graham Filler, Filer. And I guess he was part of it until he went on a, a moral compass. And so I don't want to be part of that, playing that McGruff the dog type, you know, type thing. Um, so now with the Cannabis Caucus, we were able to track bills like that one where they want to reintroduce um, limits and nanogram limits and stuff like that. Um, also, I want to be proud, proud to say that I've been working internationally with the Canadian Normal. And uh, we were, I said, successful in stopping people from actually getting arrested and outright busted and jacked at the border for small amounts of marijuana. So now you're able to cross the border and declare your pot. Really? Okay. Oh. And if they find it, yeah, yeah. If they find it, then, you know, if it's less than seven grams, they ain't going to say nothing. Huh. But uh, at one time, you was getting straight, strip searched find and now uh they kind of eased up over there too so the federal level so we got to do some at the federal level and um and what been doing there is that been tweeting the president and getting on their website and telling them hey you know it's time to free the weed or you know release all federal pot prisoners okay we do have a lot of federal pot prisoners at this moment uh i know everybody knows uh, danny trevino's one but there's a other group of others but the point is with the federal law, I mean, they are ridiculous. They they are just they federal they're just insanity. It's just straight up insanity. So we need in you know uh federal legislation to 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 expunge and also to accept out-of-state medical marijuana cards. Okay. Hey Richard. Uh like Alabama. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish up if you don't good. Like that's going to say states like Alabama's got past medical marijuana laws and it's like 38 states, but like I say, it's just a change in time. I don't want to get the out of state medical marijuana card type thing going too. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk forever, but I know people got questions and 
Um, I mean, like I said, we went to Chicago in 1998. You know, I was the undercover tour. Um, I don't even remember Kathy Kennedy. I don't know if you remember her. She was a little bit before your time. It was four of us that went to Chicago. When we marched in Chicago, they had a whole, they had like cops surround, I mean, a whole squadron, like four ranks deep for police inside, four ranks in the front, like we was going to cause trouble. And after we got through speaking at the square, they started sending them home. So they saw how peaceful we were. So it's been a long struggle, but I'm, I'm proud of where we are and we can go a little farther. So, um, Hey, hey, Richard, I just wanted to tell a quick story about uh, about how I ran into you for the first time. Uh, and then I do have a question for you. But um, when I first uh, moved back to Michigan in 2014, we joined the Michigan Cannabis Development Association. And that first summer, um, there was the uh, the Republican conference happening up at Mackinac Island. And so uh, myself and Willie Rashan and a couple other guys headed up to the to the conference to uh, to try to talk to some reps and try to sway them to see things, you know, our way. And, and so we got up there and and we're still we're still real nervous. We're, we're kind of scared to be up around these people because these aren't our people and 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 we're potheads and they and and they aren't you know and so you know we leave all our weed in the in the hotel and we get on the ferry over and and uh, we had smoked before but we sprayed plenty of cologne to make sure that we didn't stink when we came in into one of those rooms you know and so then we we get off the island and and we go into one of the first parties and we're a little bit late so they're already speaking and stuff and so we try to slide in the back door as to not be noticed and and willie looks over and sees you there and and obviously willie had met you before so he saw a friendly face and kind of gravitated over to you and as soon as we saw you you were like all oh, the weed guys are here you know and and then you, and you said, free the weed and we're like no no shoot yo rich no no we're just trying to blend in you know we don't want anybody to notice us we're just trying to get you know this is our first action you know and you just kept on with the free the weed and then i remember we uh, ducked out the back and and did a little uh partaking on one of the docks there and uh, i thought it was really cool first time first oh, yeah. time meeting you but um you know uh my question to you uh richard is is where do you get the motivation uh the confidence to do all this for all these years uh knowing that uh eventually you know they're going to try to push back at you or try to get you or take you down or whatever it is what what is it that gets that gets you going every day i was you know it's like i'm not doing this for money it wasn't about money it was about the right thing to do and i just got pissed off i mean i'm saying okay it's time to overthrow this shit you know it's just that's what motivates me and every victory that we got off the out of cannabis you know, it's like a, a, a first down touchdown, you know. And I know when we was working with Ryan there and, and, and um, they went up, you know, I try to keep their story alive and tell, hey, what the hell's going on? And, and I'm so proud that we crushed that Pat Miles, oh, yeah. man. He had oh, to yeah. go, yeah, yeah. okay? He got that <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm not sorry. Yeah, either, we were hanging man. out. It was me, you, and Sam Riddle were hanging out there for that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he was freaking out, you know. He's like, uh, oh, they were sending him some texts. Oh, Pat Miles got this. Pat Miles, he had the Black Caucus behind him and some of them was like you had people like Virgil Smith was flipped you know they, I don't get me started but they was all pot traders okay they do one thing and you know say one thing do another and we I'm proud of that effort we put together a rally and got the vote out and and Dana Nestle's been the best thing we ever put in there yep. okay Dana Nestle's been the best thing we ever put in there we don't need no 
flip flopping pot hater traders running around here, and um, <laughs> it, it, it was an exciting, exciting moment. Don't don't sugarcoat def- it. Definitely had a don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Call it call it what it is. I, I love that part was... about you, Richard. Yeah, hey Richard. <laughs> See, I mean, guys, like, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, it's okay. Go ahead. Finish, your, finish your thought. No, finish your thought. It's all good. Oh, no, no. I remember, like I said, we had a guy here in Detroit by the name of uh, Virgil Smith. And he was talking about, yeah, he was basically running against us anti-pot. He got us taken out of the election and then turns right around and tries to open up a, a marijuana dispensary on the other side of 8 Mile, you know? And uh, that kind of stuff, we got to put an end. I mean, call them out and don't even let these guys even get started, you know, because uh, uh, a, a traitor once is a traitor again, you know. And um, I know you said something about the Detroit ordinance and stuff and the recreational part of this thing is coming in. And, you know, I pulled, a, I don't know if I, you don't have a report, but uh each rec license to the city last year to each city was like $28,000 per licensee per license to a municipality and um, believe it or not besides um, Washington County with the most of them as of March uh, Bay County which is up here okay you got the UP here Bay County right here has the second most pot recreational licenses in the city, in the state, yep. I mean. And it just so happens that they got the most windmills up there too. <laughs> so those 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 uh the, the, the wind yep. turbines. And it's kind of you put two and two together. You got all these wind turbines up here in Bay County, and you got a lot of pot licenses. So that should tell you something. Okay. They're they're looking for opportunities <laughs> for their community. <laughs> I mean they, oh, they yeah. opted in oh, and yeah. uh Bay County really uh I mean it's uh there's a lot of growers up there, really good growers. It's uh um you know and, and then they, oh, yeah. they voted real high on prop one too, that, that area, which is which was cool to see as a and they were they leaned conservative as well. So that was a, that that was really a telling tale, like you said. Marijuana is, uh, you know, is is, is a, a issue that reaches across the aisle. It's bipartisan, for sure. I got a question, Rich, Richard. Absolutely. I saw it's a famous clip. I want to know how many views it got, and uh, I I still die laughing thinking about it. That uh, that clip of you hitting that joint on at Matt Abel's uh, when you won the Prop One Victory Dance. Oh, <laughs> that was <yeah>. classic. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, oh, looking it oh, up now. Man, I mean. <laughs> if you're watching the show, look, if you're so watching good, the man. show, uh, Google Richard. What would they Google to find that? Uh, let us know. Uh, you know, I, I think Michigan Prop I mean, One Victory just, um, Celebration. Free the weed. Try that. Like yeah. Like I, okay, I got to tell people how to do that, but. Uh, that was the ultimate. I didn't realize how big that was, you know. And I bet it was especially on Fox News because they were dogging <laughs> us out in the city. <laughs> especially, you know, when we was in city council and everything. And, you know, there, there was nothing they could do. There was nothing to re- you know. But it was. And then after that, I went from Matt's office to the hotel where the Democrats were partying. And, 
Dana Nessel was in there, and I went out there for, uh, I think it was Stabbing Out, when they go to the stage and say, hey, congratulations, and went up there for Nessel, but I had just left Matt's office, and boy, I guess I was skunking, I was skunking pretty hard <laughs> there. I didn't bother about any cologne, and everybody, boy, you smell good, you know, all that, and hugging Jocelyn Benson, you know, and had this big button from BDT, you know, free, you know. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was an exciting time. And uh, I was with Dana when she was going down to start it way back because I knew that the lawyers, when I was looking for this lady, because I knew when Michael Camorn and all everybody said, get behind yep. and Ryan, I said, I'm going to find her. And I'm going to make sure she win. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey Richard, another one of the the uh, the things I remember about meeting you uh, the first time up at uh, up at Mackinac was you, I think you coined the term "pot for potholes." That's the first time I had heard that before. That's right. And I thought it was genius. We used it every chance we got an opportunity to. And then, hey, uh, I was watching your live stream the other day, and it looks like a bill has got introduced uh, to uh, to actually do pot for potholes. And so I was, uh, was going to see if you could talk to us a little bit about that. Every time I see a bill get introduced without our input, I get nervous because uh, is there an open-ended window for them to just take money and put it to where they want, or is this actually going to, to potholes, Richard? Well, it's uh, I'm looking at the bill now. I mean, I'm off the camera. This bill number 5247, and what it does, it amends the uh, the Highway Act. It amends this public act that provides um, money to the state trunk line. To keep it simple, it's, it's a long-winded one. This public act 51 of 1951, and what they're doing, and what they've done before, uh, it's they got going to put five million dollars into a, um, we call it uh, an infrastructure disaster relief fund, okay? $5 million, they're gonna take three cents of the tax, of the gas tax on motor fuel uh, and put it into this fund. And I looked down through the, uh, the bill and on page six, okay, this is already law. Um, they have any excess funds that comes out of the uh, Marijuana Regulation Taxation Act. Uh, it's split along like 39.1% of the state trunk line fund for the purpose of uh, Section 1, 39.1% to county road commissions, and 21.8% to cities and villages, okay? So they've already made that part of law. And it's all, and you know, it's already in there. But so that money is technically could say pot for potholes, but when it goes to the highway department, it could go anywhere, but they got funds codified in law going to fix to roads and counties, cities, villages, and townships. So uh, it's a modification add to the language, but it's just, I was, you know, we search everything marijuana and I just saw that in, and I said, "Wow, they did they did do pot for potholes." Okay, so chalk up another win for Richard Clement on that one, eh? Freedom ring, <laughs> woohoo, let, baby! Let, let freedom ha, ha. ring. Let weed weed ring <laughs> from the Capitol steps. Yeah, let the weed be free from Ottawa to Montgomery. Let weedum ring, baby. Um, so uh, you know it's 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 exciting it's exciting and then we on a, on an international level 
They had a U.S. office on uh, drug control, ONDC, Office of Drug Control, whatever. But anyway, they've been having these meetings up in Vienna about decriminalizing cannabis. And actually, a lot of countries have. But, you know, our representative to the U.N. is the FDA. Okay, and the FDA, you know, they was shucking and jivers, pussyfooting, whatever you want to do, bullshitting. I mean, straight bullshit. We need more time and research, time and research. And, you know, hey, coronavirus, right? We approved something in one year. So I keep reminding them that cannabis is safer than COVID. Okay. Remember, that cannabis is safer than COVID. And uh, if you test positive for COVID or test positive for cannabis, where are you going to end up? Well, cannabis is actually yeah, this, this, can actually help you, uh, you know, against COVID-19. Amen. You got that right. You got that right. And um, I, I thank uh, our Governor Whitmer and Dana Nussel about uh, their policies because... Could you imagine right now if Bill Shooty was in the office right now? No. We'd all be yeah. dead. We would all be dead in jail. We sitting there right next to Danny yeah. Trevino, which he need to get the hell out of there yeah. too. Cause um, you know, all this is you gotta call bullshit on this stuff, man. And the way to do it is just I would say legislatively, have anybody that has a congressperson in their district that's a pot hater need to go up in their office or, or schedule meetings and have a talk with them and push some of these bills or and then to kill bills that are, are detrimental just like the one that wetworth introduced for uh nanogram limits okay that bill that you know like i say she put that in but a lot, but the truth is a lot of bills don't even make it to law very few make it into law you know each legislator gets five bills per month to introduce and a lot of them don't even do use their quota so they give them back and you know they, every month they get five bills man so you know, and it's, Richard it's I wanted to, to kind of go back to the Detroit yeah I, I wanted your I wanted to hear your take on Detroit. a little bit more about the ordinance situation in Detroit. Yeah, we're up in northern Michigan, so kind of stuck in a little bit of a bud a bubble. And I wanted to hear um, some I wanted to hear from someone other than the media about what's happening. And uh, uh, as as far as the recreational situation in Detroit, I feel that it's going to leave a lot of Detroit cultivators and processors behind on the statewide market. As other companies come to the market and Detroit's only able to produce for the medical market and not able to produce for the recreational market. Um, what are the what are the feelings like, you know, you know, people boots on the ground, you know, these people looking to get into the market, but knowing that um, a truly a, just a straight medical business model isn't the most uh, uh, isn't the best model for, you know, longevity and, you know, to, in order to compete in the statewide market. Okay, the status of the ordinance now, uh, it's on hold uh, officially. It uh, was declared likely unconstitutional, and the way the reading goes, it's likely to fail. But, okay, so the real deal is that, you know, it was trying to bring equity to people that have been harmed in the drug war. Uh, they wanted to set aside 35 licenses from out of the 75 to, to go to Detroit residents 
has been impacted by the drug war. Well, you know, statewide, we have an anti-affirmative action law that can't use quotas and all that other stuff. And so what happened, they took that to federal court and the judge basically, um, you know, basically held up with the state law. Um, what they're going to have to do now um, is basically try to get the same thing through making ordinance to um, ordinances to, I would say, do restricted funds. If I'm going to have a, a, a recreational marijuana license going to in, in the city of Detroit, I want those funds specifically go to rec centers. Okay. So we got to say recreational marijuana for rec centers, you know, that type of thing. Um, because each license right now, according to the state treasury department is worth $28,000 per license. And if you can multiply that times like 20, if you multiply it times 15, it's $420,000, okay? Um, to get, I mean, this it, if they do strike it down, uh, you're gonna have to, to use other means through recreation, through ordinances, and I don't know, I wouldn't call it set aside because it'll conflict with state laws, but uh, restricted funds that go to a specific projects like, like say rec centers, uh, roads or something like that, uh, schools, I mean some like uh, science programs in schools. Now just don't just say blanket schools, make it a specific type of thing. So uh, it's, it's on limbo right now. And um, we'll see how, I mean, I'll see how it goes, but if it does get shot down, they're gonna have to do it through ordinances and you know other type of legislation at the local level all right yeah that's a it's a good take and i like at least getting aggressive uh and try to start doing it if it's not gonna like if you're not if it's not gonna be possible to make it go to detroiters at least have it earmarked for things that are gonna impact the community so i like rec for rec centers R richard what's uh i remember when you retired i thought you were done you just go and now uh you're back working coming out of retirement and getting involved in things again what uh before we wrap up, what do you uh, what do you got planned? Do you know what you're going to be doing uh, uh, in the next few years, or just kind of uh, seeing where the the legalization road takes us? Well, legalization the next few years, I hope to be still around, and um, I might get back do some type in the educational field. I'm always been in IT and 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 cannabis education and cannabis. Um, and I, I'm retired from working eight to five, but you never stop working, okay? I call it from eight to fun, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, like you see, you don't have those set work hours and stuff, but, um, but you know, when I work for the rep, it's not about the money. I work for the rep because, you know, it's the right thing to do and I like to help her out and, actually organizing that cannabis caucus so that people can stay on track uh, is, 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 is kind of a major accomplishment. And uh, Rep. Johnson, uh, she, she really needs the help she can get as far as cannabis and getting lost. Through. Sounds like all of them do. So, oh, they all do, <laughs> they all do. And the key, the key is to push it right through these um, uh, co commit, not the, the committees the subcommittees and if we get a good bill we need to work the people in that committee 
And if you get a bad bill next, say, well, you need to work the people in that committee to knock it down. But I'll tell you what's going to happen when they try to change the caregiver thing. There's going to be a group of legislatures being lobbied to 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 reduce the count from 12 plants to three. Yeah. You know, the kind of things they planning. So uh, it's a strong push by corporate people. Um, it's interesting you would and, say and that. I, 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 <laughs> I find it interesting you to say that the number is three because we just received an MRA bulletin about um, selling plants at provisioning centers at the recreational level, and that limit per transaction is three. Yeah, it's, it's a ah, hot number. Yep. So that's an interesting number, right? Well, see, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's in, and that's the rumor. But I say, keep the twelve. Keep the twelve for the medical. Yeah, keep absolutely. We uh, that's interesting, Richard. That you're uh, you're in the belly of the beast there, seeing what goes down, and uh, they're they're approaching you. If they've even done their research on you, they might say stuff. <laughs> they play their hand. They got to do their research, though. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, and I don't think uh, you know we we've talked about it on this show a lot. I don't I I don't think think it's gonna uh, anything's gonna get passed. You know, having that super majority is gonna be tough, and having having a group of people against it. So I'm glad you're in there doing the work, Richard. Uh, um, you know, that's uh, that's it for time. I wanted to let uh, you, you keep your car. I, wa- <laughs> I wanted to let uh, I want a picture on this card, man. <laughs> See, picture. It's a state law, Public Act 306, Section 8, Part 6E. I want that picture on that card. It's, it's a been, law. Yeah, they've, they're they're down uh, well over what, 11, 12 years. Uh, they're behind on that now. Uh, they don't have to follow the law. 12? No. Let's uh, we, well, they're right now they're breaking the law. We are, we are, uh, they're breaking the law, they're actually breaking the law. But uh, we gotta, yeah. we're gonna wrap it up, Kevin. Uh, any final parting words for Richard? Yeah, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, it's been entertaining to listen to you, and it always is uh, chatting with you. Um, I appreciate all that you've done over the years to uh, to, to keep this thing going, you know, myself. Ryan and Tom have come in, you know, kind of late in the game as to what you've been doing. And so um, we appreciate your start and we just kept pushing the rock with you. And uh, I'm glad that we've gotten some uh, progress in in our lifetime. And uh, again, thank you very much for all that you've done for us. And thank you guys for being there and and fighting along with me. And, you know, let's, let's, I mean, it's all about uh, staying lifted and let's just hit to the goal line well hit it's more than just hit cannabis right if we can lift each other up we can lift each other up in so many other ways right. it's just cannabis is a vehicle for all of us to kind of find a middle ground and uh and start to build oh, yeah. a foundation from there and bridges and instead of you know walls so but uh, you're you're an inspiration man i can't wait uh, till i can be working eight to fun soon enough i hope but uh you know until we meet next time keep fighting the good fight man we appreciate you coming on the show it's i love hearing uh love hearing your stories and uh to see you around it's good to see everybody and let's stay in touch um like i said i'll be in lance i plan to be in lansing friday for that cannabis thing on the riverfront um and you know september 15th coming up so Um, I'll be there. It's a capital rally and yeah, uh, Richard we'll uh, should You'll be there? stop by. Yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, be speaking at it. Should uh, stop by the office. I'm uh, meet Covert Law and uh, myself, Josh and James. We just bought a the old uh, building down the street. That's uh, for the new office. Show you that and uh, catch up. So well, absolutely. Yeah, uh, look. I'll be there Wednesday too. Okay. Next week. All right. That's I'm, September seventeenth. 
Uh, 15th. September 15th. 15th. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we'll, yep. we'll be there. Uh, cool. Nah, awesome. Richard, thanks for being on. Uh, always, uh, this is our 57th show, and we've got to relive a lot of Michigan and cannabis uh, history, and this is one of the best ones. Uh, thanks. Great thanks. See, uh, glad I met you 12 years ago, and uh, let's keep it going with that. See, oh, yeah. see everybody next week. All right. Peace. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.